Whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi Podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi Panthers, before we get into it, also I apologize for the mic quality, I'm using my built-in mic on my laptop, but um, I just wanted to insert a trigger warning for this episode before we get into it. We talk about some pretty serious themes in terms of sexual assault and going through trials that deal with sexual assault, so FYI, it's kind of a rough episode, so... If you need to skip this one, totally get it. Wanted to put this right at the top. So, without further ado, now let's get into the episode. Hi, and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about season 13, episodes 37 and 38, Believe. This is the first time we've done a two-part with just one title in a very long time. It's exciting. Um... But, Kelsey, will you please read us the, I'm like, what do we do? Will you please read us the Degrassi Wiki summaries oh my if goodness. my webpage fucking <laughs> loads? There we go. Oh, look at that. They're reasonable They're really legs. short on the wiki. Fantastic. Oh, and they use the umlaut for Zoe and everything. When they usually do. When Zoe worries about how she's being portrayed in her trial, she takes matters into her own hands. Becky is concerned about what she will say on the stand. Miles tries to win Maya back. Zig finds it harder to escape the gang than than he expected when he is forced to sell drugs again. The yeah. media, co- yeah, sure, all those things. The media covers Zoe's trial. Zoe gets nervous as the verdict nears. Understatement. Becky is still trying to decide if she should side with her brother or do the right thing. Winston feels uneasy about lying for Miles. Zig starts stealing again, and Zoe soon finds out. Why do we have the Winston thing in here? I mean, why not? <laughs> I guess. Um. It has to do with the Miles and Maya thing. I guess that's true. All right. Yeah. Those were, like, very accurate. (laughs) Um, But the episode is called Believe, which is a 1998 song by Cher. This song didn't come out until 1998? Yeah, this was late. I love this song. I know. It's been stuck in my head ever since I, like, remembered what the episode title was. And I was, like, singing it before you got to my house. I was about to start singing it. And I was like, no one needs to hear that. I don't no one that can do that range. except for Cher. I don't have that range. I'm not Cher. Have I told this on the podcast how I met her and it was life-changing? I don't know. But I remember that. It was the... Was it... It was the day after the election? Uh-huh. Yeah. The election capital letters? Yep. It was, I met her at a protest in New York. She was wearing a fabulous hat. She had a bodyguard. And she, she hugged, hugged you. me. Yeah. And she told me she was proud of me. <laughs> and I will treasure that memory forever until I die. It's amazing. She looked great. She looks really good. But, I mean, I'm sure that she has help. But, like, oh, she looks really good. Well, also, uh, up close, it's, it's, it's real plastic. But <laughs> she looks great. Like, she keeps it tight. I'm just saying. Love her. Love Cher. Love the song. Um, and I guess it's like, we gotta believe that things are gonna be okay. And that everyone's gonna do the right thing, except for Luke, who's a trash human. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Holland and I both watched this episode and the next episode, because both episodes were so good that we got into it. Yeah. And I know you guys like to hear 
when we like the show. <laughs> so I figured I'd let you know. <laughs> season 13 has been like pretty decent. Yeah. Everyone keeps warning us about season 13. They're like dark times. And I feel like we were so scarred by season 11. 11 nothing will be worse than 11. No. Nothing will be worse from coming out of that. <laughs> no. Um, I wasn't crazy about season 12 either. Season 12. But it was like season 12 was better than 11. It still wasn't great. I feel like season 12 was like annoying but engaging yes like a lot of shit happened in season 12 and i feel like we were like we like were very animated and talking about season 12 because like what the fuck is happening now yeah um and then season 13 was like solid yeah like and it, it was good and i think it bodes well for 14 and next class. i'm excited for Cause, 14 because everyone's unanimous about 14 and next class yeah I'm excited for 14, and I'm now, like, excited about next class as well. I feel like we've been, like, wary about whether we're going to do next. I mean, we're going to do it, but we're wary, We're figuring out, like, if we're going to just jump right into it, I guess. I feel like, and you guys feel free to weigh in. I feel like it would be good for us and our mental stability to take a little break. Yeah, we'll probably take a little break. Like a couple weeks, like a couple weeks, like but we usually Maybe do between month. season. It's I guess I think it's really going to just depend on the timing of when we finish fourteen That's and what true. is the what the fuck is going on with us then. That is a f- true fact because we've been inconsistent because a lot of stuff, a lot of shit's been happening oh, in the spring, guys. Something. So just, thank you for bearing with us on the inconsistent posting. Seriously, just, I feel like we'll be okay for now. Like. I don't even know if we really need to take off. I mean, we can take off time between seasons. I don't want to speak for both of us, but I don't. Maybe this is a conversation we should not have on there, but I don't know if we'll take off a ton of time between seasons, if at all. Yeah, it's not going to be like a six month. I think I'm okay jumping into season 14, but I don't want to speak for Kelsey. But I think playing it by ear. Yeah, um, we're definitely not going to take like a ton of time. It's going to be maybe like a week or two i'm gonna lean towards i'm gonna lean towards two weeks okay (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah uh actually no spring has been good it's winter that was shitty yeah basically all of winter was a mess yeah yeah anyway it's fine you guys (laughs) i'm employed again (laughs) but i'm excited about season 14 and i'm excited about next class and i already watched i feel like we Uh, This is something we should talk about in the next episode when we actually are finished with season 13. So never mind. We just want to talk about the finale now that we've watched it. I know. We can't. We talked about it before the episode and I was like, no, we have to, we have to save it for the show. Save it for the show. And also this episode, these episodes were really good. Very good. We cannot, we cannot downplay how good these episodes were. So jumping into it. The episode starts with Vince calling Zig, which, did we know that Vince was out of jail? I have no idea. I did not know. Also, does Vince look different to you? I don't really remember what he looked like before. I remember him being, like, taller and skinnier, but maybe it's just because he was always next to Bianca. Maybe. And now that he's next to Zig, who's also tall, he seems less tall. Yeah, because Zig is kind of, Zig is like, and Zig's also definitely taller than Drew. Yeah. Compare, and then I feel like Vince was taller than Drew. Yeah, he was definitely taller than Drew. But Zig is taller than that. So, so I have no idea. So maybe our just perception is bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then 
But yeah, Vince is calling Zig and he's ignoring it. And it's like, uh-oh, gang stuff still happening. Yep. But do we want to get into fashion, please? Because I just hit my first couple. Yeah. Zig continues to not have sleeves. Nope. And Which Grace fun. has a super like gothy, like sheer shirt on. Um, Maya is wearing a mint vest on top of a mint shirt. Oh, I hate that. I don't like it. Zig has a leather jacket at one point. Very on brand. I like the only yes means yes shirts that the protesters make. Yep, that's my only other fashion note. Just Zoe, mint on mint and only yes means yes. I have Zoe dressed like a witch for her Wicked audition. All about it. I love that she's like, it's for Wicked, which is like a really great show. I love Wicked. I'm going to talk about Wicked <laughs> when we get to it because I love it so much. But she's wearing like a party city outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious to me. Which, I mean, it's not like off of what the costume that Wicked looks like. Let's that's, be real. That's true. I'm just saying. <laughs> I feel like Zoe has more money than a Party City witch costume. Yeah. I don't know. She looks like my mom dressed up for her preschool. It's like. <laughs> um, but then, okay, that's all that I have. Same. Um, but I don't, I don't remember what Mac and Zig talk about. But they're like walking in the halls. And, or I called her Mac. Her name is Grace. she is mac though she's kind of just mac i don't know all i have i don't remember because i watched it yesterday morning before work and my brain is broken um i just have sexual relations in quotation marks i don't remember why Um, don't remember yeah that doesn't sound familiar to me at all nope (laughs) um but miles is still pining after maya that is my next note and then i have a note about zoe singing defying gravity in the gym. Yes. Well, oh, for- wait. People are freaking out because something's happening outside. Yeah. There's something happening, and Zoe's name gets mentioned. And yeah. then we cut to Zoe singing Defying Gravity. And then, like, everyone's running to the gym to see great. what's happening. Like, I think Maya gets there, and she's standing next to Tristan, who's like, Spoiler alert, you're still dead to me. Just as a reminder that they're still not friends. And I'm still sad. And then we find out that the commotion happening outside is the press here to like hound zoe about her upcoming sexual assault trial it's just like oh okay this is happening now yep that was fast it is happening um and then and then we're in class with becky who's keeps getting distracted by the reporters yeah and becky will not accept the fact that luke is a rapist she's like he he's not a rapist they didn't have sex and and is it image no claire who's like that's no that doesn't track yeah like becky is still in like such she's like between a rock and a hard place she's still like trying to come to terms with this bad thing that her brother did and the pressure from her family like to support him through this thing but even though she knows that he did something wrong it's like fucking becky also goes through it in this episode (laughs) um she really does i feel for becky yeah um and then we're with Zoe, right? With yeah, her lawyer. and her lawyer. And then they're like kind of talking strategy, and Zoe's like, "We need to make the jury love me." Um, but then, but then we're back with Luke and his lawyer, and we find out that the fucking videos were expunged. Okay, as I want evidence. I want to talk about this. Okay, so they were expunged as evidence because they were obtained without a warrant, but they were obtained without a warrant because they were given over by a civilian. Police. Yeah. By a civilian. So that 
Sounds like some dumbass loophole, bull- loophole bullshit. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm not like. Don't get sense. me wrong. I'm not a cop, but I watch so much Law and Order SVU. This doesn't make sense. Like this, it would not. It was willfully given over. It was willfully given over from Luke to Becky, and Becky willfully gave it over to the police. Yeah, maybe there's some weird. I mean. Maybe it's if you're a cop, can you Luke email didn't us? Give it to them. Like I have no idea. I don't know the technicalities, but it's fucking bullshit. Also, I hate the lawyer. Oh, the lawyer sucks. But you're never supposed to like a defense attorney. No, I know. Um, and I think she's trying to like coach Becky through things, and Becky is just super duper conflicted. Yep, which is fair. Um, and then where was Zoe? Who? I don't know. Are we in court now? Yeah, because Tristan's at the trial to support her. Right, 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 right. And she's, like, very prepared, which I'm like, oh, no, this is a sign that things aren't going to be good because she's Mm-mm. so prepared and she's so confident and this is going to be a fucking rough Ugh, time. It's it's hard to watch. Um, And Luke is on the stand and he's such a fucking sleaze. And he is this when he's like, she never said no or, like, something yeah, like that? Yeah, basically being like, I thought it was weird that she wanted to hook up with two guys, but, like, whatever. Yeah. I, I fucking hate him. I was My. not here for the episode where we talked about it because of circumstances, and I don't fully feel comfortable talking. But I will say that I want to rip his fucking eyeballs out with my bare hands. In absence of no does not mean Yes. My fucking God. Luke. She was asleep. Uh, she was not conscious. She was not conscious. You can't. If you, you can't get you, consent from someone who's not awake. Not, you, you shouldn't even just be asking for just consent. You should get enthusiastic consent. Yes. It shouldn't be like, yeah, I guess so. Like enthusiastic, enthusiastic consent needs to be the fucking rule. If you are not following that rule, then, then you're crossing fucking the line. Fill in the fucking blank. Like, oh, mm, mm, I hate him. I hate him. And I just, the entire time with this kid and his slimy friend who we never talked to is like, I just, if the episode didn't end how it ended, all I kept thinking was like, these kids are going to go away to college and they're going to be Brock Turner yeah. because they don't understand that there are consequences something wrong exactly that's the thing it's like i i truly there's like something broken in these people like i think don't get me wrong i think i think most rapists know exactly what the fuck they're doing but i think especially like high school age it's like it's such a fine line between like are they just tricking themselves into thinking that they didn't do something wrong or are they so fucking dumb and they so don't understand that women are human beings that they, like, don't understand that they did something wrong. And if there are no consequences for those actions, and they're going to keep they're going to keep fucking doing and it. And they're going to keep justifying it because they're like, well, no one said no. She didn't tell me to stop. Yeah. I can't. Do, I'm not doing people. I'm not doing anything wrong. Technically, the like, oh, my God, I hate it so much. It's it's infuriating. Because his whole thing is like, he's like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. She didn't say yes, but she didn't say no. It's like, no, you need an enthusiastic fucking yes. Yeah. That's how this works. Yep. I'm, I'm so angry. Um, Just all the time. But then we're with Maya, who's worried about Zoe. 
And Miles is proposing a plan to like to support to like make like t-shirts and pickets and whatever to like support her at the trial because he wants to get back together with Maya basically. Yep. Um Oh god, and then fucking Frankie's on the stand. They're slamming Zoe and they bring up Drew and the whole thing is a fucking mess. The lawyer just like twists her words around and then Zoe bursts out cuz she's frustrated and which is not helping and then and then she's like, "I want to fire my lawyer cuz she feels helpless basically." And yeah. he's like, "You need to trust me. Like this is what's happening." I don't really know. It's all fucking icky and I hate it. I just have like a pit in my stomach. Just watching this for her is like maddening. And the whole thing is like, yeah, this is why women don't this report. This is why people don't come forward. Yeah. Because it's so hard. Sorry, I keep saying women and that's completely excluding like a lot of people. Yeah. It's just where my head's at. But this is why people, you're right. This is why people don't come forward because it's, it's, what they put you through in court is it's, you you relive your assault and you also just like get shit on the whole time they like go through every single like it's like yeah of course people don't want to come forward yeah you know it's easier quote unquote to just try to live yeah try to live and move past it on your own and that's why and it's that's why so men think they can get away with this bullshit yeah it's just so hard to convict this and even when men are convicted for this, a lot of the times it's not for a long time. Nope. Like, look at, again, fucking Brock Turner, slap on the wrist. And it's, and even, even this, it was like two years. Um, and like, it doesn't, it like shows that even if you do get caught, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Like, the way that this is framed in our criminal Five justice. Five months. Also, fucking statute of limitations on these cases are insane. Insane. As well. I don't know what it still is in New York, but I know I towards know, the beginning of Law & Order, I feel <laughs> it was five years. That's crazy. Five years for rape. That's crazy. Five years. And how about unlimited? Make it the same as fucking murder. Or, yeah, it's crazy. It's Why? Insane. Why does it need a statute of limitations? And I can't remember if it's similar or different from when, like, a child is assaulted in the same way. But I remember when I, like, when I watched that series, The Keepers, which was all about that. Yeah, I couldn't do but that. But it was also about, like, when people, like, people block that shit out and then they recover those memories later. Yeah. And then it's like, how does the statute of limitations play into that? I think when, it's different with I think kids. It's, yeah. And I think it's also, they're trying to factor in, like, recalled memories as well, too. Because sometimes, like, you don't... that's tricky. You don't remember when that happened. But that's hard to prove, too, like, if you had a recalled memory. That's true. Because also on the thing of, like, recalled memories is that there has been, like, a noted history of, like skeezy therapists looking to like get their name out there like basically planting memories that is so true. it's like it's tricky i'm glad i'm not a lawyer or a police officer or anyone even, involved in this but then even when you like go into the fucking brett kavanaugh shit even if it's like 
obviously statute of limitations would have been run out on that situation. But when you're talking about something that happened 30 years ago, then your entire character comes into question. It's like, well, why are you coming out now? And it's like, because of the entire history of the world and what it is like to come forward as a woman. Yeah, it's when a you've fucking, been sexually assaulted especially, in this country. Uh, especially when it's not like the cliche man grabbing you from an alley beating you up like if it's if if you are assaulted by a person that you know or someone that you've dated or someone that you have even slightly had any kind of like personal Which relationship is probably with much more common much more common and if you just didn't give active willing consent or you know if you didn't give up enough of a fight that there's any physical evidence, you can't do a lot without physical evidence. Even in a murder trial, you can't do much without physical evidence. And then sometimes even when you do have physical evidence, it doesn't, it's it's like, it sometimes isn't enough. And that's so frustrating. So frustrating. Because even if they do have DNA, they have to be able to prove that it was against your will. Yeah. It's a fucking nightmare, you guys. This is a fucking nightmare. Sorry. Should we have trigger warning to this entire episode? Maybe. Trigger, trigger warning to halfway through. Uh, uh, maybe I'll add it at the beginning just because this is a fucking rough up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good up. It's good up. It ends But it positive. brings up a lot of tough issues. Yeah, I couldn't do the first, the, the real one. But we are talking about the trial and that I feel comfortable yelling about. Um... But Tristan is there for Zoe, and he's being a very supportive and good friend to her. Yeah. But she's feeling very defeated. And they, they're they talking about, like, what Gatsby did. What would Gatsby do? And But I think it was either Tristan or – so I think it was Tristan who – or, yeah, I think it was Tristan who said a line that reminded me a lot of something that we would say, which was, we said we'd never speak of season eight. <laughs> and that's, like, so us about, like, season four of the OC. <laughs> like, oh, God. Yeah. I don't think I've ever rewatched that season. I didn't Maybe finish it. Maybe once I watched I've rewatched the it. finale. That's all I watched. I watched it once all the way through originally. And then I maybe rewatched it one more time after that. But I don't think I've watched that season since, like, 2006 or 7 whenever that whenever it ended but yeah i thought that was a very you and me kind of line because like we definitely (laughs) don't talk about season eight no yeah um just like we don't talk about the singing episode of Grey's anatomy (laughs) (laughs) it's too ridiculous oh you guys fucking chasing cars oh Uh, my god it was so bad i am in i'm in the middle of my rewatch and i know it's coming up soon because callie's pregnant spoiler for Grey's anatomy but Spoiler for Grey's Anatomy, like, like a decade eight, ago. I think. <laughs> um, but I know I'm about to come up to it again. And I'm like, Ugh. the thing that sucks the most about the singing episode of Grey's Anatomy is that it is an extremely important episode plot wise. Yes. Because of like what? Uh, you need it. It's a need... good episode, except that it's <laughs> a bad episode. Except I hate it when everybody sings. They all sing. It's so bad. Everyone... The only person who's good at singing is Callie, and everyone else is like, Whoa. everyone else is like, just fine, maybe. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. It is bad. <laughs> anyway. Why did they do that to us? Why? Why does any... 
fucking theater kids. This is why this happens in shows all the time when they're like, let's do a musical episode. It's because everyone on the show are theater kids and yep. they're like, we want to show off that we can sing too. And it's like, this is not what you are here for. No. This is not what anybody signed up for. This is not what we asked you to do. You, you're not a Buffy person. You never saw the Buffy musical episode, did you? I haven't gotten that far. I got to the, I got to the college season okay like the very beginning and i haven't gone back because i like took a break and i still need to go back all right there's a musical episode i know it's I not hear that as it's bad pol- i hear the musical episode of buffy is polarizing because don't some people like love it and they're they like do. it's good they do they're wrong <laughs> they're incorrect i stand by this but it's it's a time i don't know this it's just like the songs are poorly written. Like, why are they doing this? Like, they're explaining it the right way. It's not as bad. Like, it's not Grey's Anatomy bad. <laughs> but I'm like, why? Why did we need this? What What about breaking into song is making this better for us? There's, like, a demon involved. They have an explanation for it. But I'm still like, fucking why? Oh, does, like, the demon, like, make them, it, like, turns their world into, like, musical Basically, time or something? Yeah. So at least that makes sense. Well, Callie's having, like, I her guess brain she's is having, bleeding out. Yeah, whatever. But it's still stupid. Although I feel like if your brain is bleeding out, you don't hallucinate musicals and no. your friends' bad voices. No. The only shows that should be able to do that are the shows that like that is a part of, like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which just ended, and now I'm sad. Um, anyway. I haven't watched the most recent season. Oh, you haven't? Mm-mm. Well, it's on my Amazon, which you're connected to, so it's to- all up on there now. <laughs> I will have to wait until I have an evening alone, and then I will do it. <laughs> anyway, Zoe decides to hold a press conference, and I think that is risky. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. Also, the jury can't watch the news, girl, and that's who you need to convince of your story not exactly. the rest of the world well it's it's and while we find out it's much better that the jury can't oh be privy to so the news good. yes also but she, like so she said she wants to talk to the press and tristan is like press conference and she's like no i just want to talk to one person right. and i'm like that's kind of worse because no one it's else is bad. there to hear your side. It's all bad. It's also, all bad. Also, you should involve, like, your lawyer and your, like, agent. And you should involve everyone on your team when going to the press <sighs> to construct the exact words that you want to say. Oh, I just, I feel, I just feel for her so yeah, much. Yeah, she just wants to do something. I feel for I her understand. so much. But it's the wrong choice. But it's the bad choice. Um... Okay, I'm annoyed with the Maya Miles back and forth. It's Me too. so fucking annoying. Stop trying to make this happen. It's not going to happen. We already know this. And I think they don't. Is this when they're like, well, let's get back together? And Winston is like, why are you guys doing this? I don't know. No, because I think. I think I Miles. Think so, I think Miles flirting. is being try hard. And Winston is like, I just wrote Winston is not convinced, but I don't know. Um, and then Becky decides to go on an unplugged hike for this orienteering thing and skip court. Mm-hmm. And she is paired with Drew. Yes. Which is a whole other f- fucking thing we'll get to in the next episode. We'll get to it. Honestly, um, no. Anyway, we'll get to it. Claire doesn't want to be hiking partners with Drew, so that's why Becky's going to do it. Um... Oh, God. And then Zoe's doing the one-on-one interview. With this, like, fake BuzzFeed person. Yeah. It's called Buzz something, but I don't remember yeah. what it was. I'm like, you're clearly just fake BuzzFeed. 
And um, the reporter is super manipulating her yeah. into like talking about stuff she doesn't want to talk about, like and going into areas that she's like not prepared to talk about. Like, yeah, she was like, I can get all the facts from the case from the court files. Like, tell me about your struggle or I don't know. Um, But then where was Zig? He was getting stalked by Vince. And and then Maya like Maya, asks like, for Zig's blessing to go back, to get back together with Miles and Zig's like preoccupied but he's also like whatever like I can get over you by um and then he goes to talk to Vince who has a job for Zig but Zig's like I'm retired and Vince is like no you're not <laughs> pretty um, much which is kind of what I figured would happen like when the gang guru man was like just say ghoster was a gang ghoster i forgot i couldn't remember what it was <laughs> gang ghoster is so good um i think it's actually gang intervener is they keep saying that in this episode yeah, so i finally remembered it but gang ghoster is better gang ghoster <laughs> the gang ghoster yeah like go to him go yes definitely go to him but also like yeah it, it makes sense that him being like just slowly pull away is not gonna work right away yeah 100 percent of the time um so now zig has like drugs he has to sell and then maya goes back to miles wait no we did that um then we're in court and zoe's on the stand and the defense attorney already got its buzz line the buzz line article oh yeah and the article's coming back to bite her in court yeah and i hate everything yeah it looks bad for zoe i it is so it's, it's, it's an assassination she said something along the lines of like i found out about these videos so then i decided to tell people that they assaulted me it was like something like that it yeah. sounded like because of the vid because she was embarrassed by the videos that's why she like accused them of assaulting her even though the fucking videos show her being assaulted but the videos were expunged from the fucking record and you can't talk about it it's bad at least for now for now um and it's not good doesn't look good no it's annoying and then one of zoe's shitty friends because I just have a quote ah, from Frankie. Frankie. Oh my god! Yeah, so they're they're talking and they're like reading the. She's like, I can't remember what it is, but I know that I think they're like they're not reading the article, but but they're talking or maybe they are reading the article and it says something about her being boy obsessed. Yeah. And Frankie goes, Yeah, but that part is kind of true. Which like, yeah. oh yeah, damn, like Frankie, outside. not the time. Yeah. And I was, yeah, I wrote Frankie, what the fuck, girl? Let's not blame the victim. Because I think, yeah, Frankie, Frankie's a bad friend to Zoe. She's a Frankie's bad friend. Frankie's a terrible Zoe. friend. Yeah. Um, and then we're with Drew and Becky who are lost in the woods and it's nighttime. And Becky and, is melting down. And Drew, of course, fucked up the compass and that's why they're lost. Yep. And he thinks they should stop for the night. Um, but. Becky is melting down and she's like, if I don't lie on the stand, my family will hate my family hates me. If I do, I hate myself. And And Drew's talking about what he would do with Adam and he said that he would have talked to him about it. Yeah. And gotten like the full story. Or no, he kind of switches around because he's like, I've done a lot of bad stuff and Adam would always talk to me and yeah, get my yeah, side yeah. of the story. To be fair, Drew, you have never sexually assaulted someone. Yeah. Right? Am I missing something? He hasn't, right? No, I mean, he had sex with Zoe, and that was manipulative, but I wouldn't call that assault. No. 
that was just poor judgment because he no. did he did get enthusiastic consent. Yes, that's true. That was just poor judgment. Yeah. Um. And then Zoe also says, or not Zoe, Becky also says, how can someone I love do something so terrible, which was heartbreaking. Um, so yeah, and I think I wrote, okay, not the same as you and Adam, but I guess she's going to talk to Luke about it. I mean, yeah. I feel like you have to. Like, if your brother does something this shitty, like, I would be fucking interrogating him about this. And I'd mm-hmm. be like, what happened? Give me the full story. What did, what happened? Just, I need to know. Because you got to know everything. Yeah. And I think we both expressed that we would we would pull a Becky. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Sorry, Gray. But I mean, not sorry because if you did something this terrible. But also, I know both of our brothers but I know he pretty well. And they're both stand-up gentlemen. Um, and then it, the episode ends with Zoe having an extremely horrifying and triggering nightmare. About she's like in the pool house and like reliving things, and then the press is there, and it's and so like fucking scary. Yeah, and I can't remember if it was the defense attorney or the press lady that says sure looks like consent to me. It's the press lady. Ugh. Yeah, hated that. Um, and then part two, we're still in the woods, and Becky and Drew are like, I guess we're spending the night in the forest, and they have like a fire and shit, and they hear a noise, and they're like, it's wolves, it's bears. Before that happened, I was like, how has Mr. Perino not tried to find them yet? Right? <laughs> they just, like, didn't return with the rest of the group. And he's yeah. like, it's fine. Um, also, And, like, them not being able to have their phones is a very dangerous idea for this assignment to send children out in the woods all by themselves. But whatever. Especially someone like Drew, who is noted dummy. Yeah. Um... But then they hear a rustling and, like, Becky's mom is there. And I guess maybe Perino's there, too. I don't know. They find them. I think it's her mom and her dad find them. Okay. I don't know. Because they immediately go into, you're going to testify Luke would never do anything wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, Becky's mom is in such denial. Um, And then Zoe's dressed like a witch for her Wicked audition. And she's trying to move on because she thinks she's already lost this trial. Yeah. Also, her audition and her testimony are on the same day. That that was doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Poor planning. Uh, I mean, not planning, but like, what is what are the odds of that happening? Yeah. Also, this was definitely when I got tired because my notes say Zoe's audition and testimony and audition. <laughs> and that's definitely not what I meant to write. <laughs> um, but then does Tristan? show her this horrible awful news segment about her like fake tmz yeah Yeah. and oh and it like claims that she got kicked off of west drive for like popping pills or something and And we we kind of figured it was something like that yeah something we knew it was something not not good Yeah. yeah and then tristan's like you should sue for defamation she's like i can't it's true everything's falling apart and it's horrible and then um, she says she's going to call her agent. Yeah. And then Miles is like, Miles is nervous about testifying because he's going to have to talk about how like he and Zoe were like snuggly at the party before she, he and Winston like put her in the pool house. Yeah. And he's worried that Maya's going to be mad at him and whatever. Which honestly, dude, not the biggest thing going on right now. Honestly. And he's like, 
kind of maybe trying to warn her about the testimony, but not really. Yeah. This exhaust. I just wrote this relationship is so exhausting and it's annoying. Truly. Becky. Then we're at the courthouse and Becky is trying to talk to Luke, but he's trying to equate his mistakes to something that happened when they were six, which is not the same thing. Nope. He's like, remember when you like did this thing and I covered for you? Also, there. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, but I mean, like, I think she like stole something from their mom's purse when they were six. And he's like, and I covered for you. So like, now it's your turn. And she's like, first of all, I came clean about that the next day. And that is not the same fucking thing. No, they were children. There's so many ways that it, that these two things are different. First of all, they were six. Second of all, she came clean about it. Third of all, I remember what it was. She accidentally dropped her grandmother's ring down the sink. Right. So it wasn't even like she did something. Yeah. She accidentally <laughs> dropped something down the yeah. sink. Like that is. No, no, no these are not no. the same. No, no. But as soon as he's like, you'll cover it, for me. Right. Becky's like, oh, he wants me to cover for him. Like he, he clearly did something knows wrong. he did something wrong. Yeah. He's like, get my back, man. Yeah. My, my thing about before about like sometimes being murky water because whatever people are not people the, are, the thing is my, don't understand my issue is that people are not being taught about consent no that's they're the, not that honestly that is people are shitty but the root of the issue is that no one is teaching about consent in sex ed classes at home no it's it should be lesson one there was a very good moment in a recent Grey's Anatomy episode yes. about this. Yes. Um, but yeah, like I'm trying to think back to like health classes. Oh, no, it was never brought up. I feel like the only like examples of rape that were brought up were like the scary, forceful stranger danger or like the quote unquote date rape at a party when like someone's like when someone when a girl is too drunk to like say something which is i mean honestly i learned from television which is kind of like in this in a direction of like the murky waters but it's still like i don't know it's still but it's also played off as like it has like the date rape qualifier on it it makes it seem like it's like not it's not like rape, rape. It's just date, rape. like it minimizes like, it somehow. You. No, can, uh, consent was never taught no. at my school. It was that was never a part of any sort of sex ed lesson. It was never a part of a health class. It was nothing. Or if it was, it was like no means no. Yeah. So it's like it's still your responsibility, women, to be able to say no, or else it's okay. <sighs> it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting, and like honestly, just. I just, but yeah, TV. You you don't you. It got it's to a point where there have been experiences in my life that I did not know what they were until years later after therapy, after becoming educated, and being like, oh, oh, these things were not my fault. Yeah, got it. These things were not okay. Got it. Just just repressed shit for years. Like, and you're just not. Like, consent needs to be taught because, like, the blame should not be taken away from these boys who are doing these things. But also, we need to put more emphasis on consent. Yeah. In when we teach children about being adults. Yeah. When you have the talk with your children about 
how babies are made, maybe you should also say something about that it should be a consensual experience and what that means. But then we'd have to be open about sex and, oh, my God, the world yeah. would explode. Or maybe people, like, I don't, I just, I can't. I'm, I'm too angry about everything all the time. Anyway. The world's on fire. Mm-hmm. Um... But then Zoe calls her agent and they drop her because they're fucking because the the ba- the press is bad basically pretty much what's happening. Zoe's in a nightmare, and then she's trying to buy drugs from Zig. Well, she steals drugs from. Well, Zig. first she asks <laughs> to buy drugs. To be fair, and she originally like, tries to make it an honest transaction. <laughs> True, as honest as a legal drug deal can be. <laughs> it can be pretty honest. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Can I purchase these items? Yes. Um, but then she steals pills from him, and Miles wants Winston to lie on the stand for him, so Maya isn't mad at him, which is the stupidest thing this I've ever just, heard. Like, you are not the reason of what's happening right now. Like, just this fucking... is not about you, Miles. Everything's about Miles. Didn't you know? Um, it's annoying. And then Zoe's in class and we get kind of a dream sequence musical number from her. Yeah, it's great. She and then starts, you cut to the reality. She starts singing Defying Gravity and it's like, oh, is she dreaming? She's like singing in the middle of class. I'm like, this is really happening, isn't it? And mm-hmm. yes, it is really happening. Yep. And she is and off key. she is not okay. And it's very sad and terrifying to watch. Yep. Um, she's super high. <laughs> yep. Um, and then, and then she, was, see, she sees the reporter and she's like, she's my uh, problem. I'm going to go deal right. with that. And then we get my favorite line in the entire episode. <laughs> and Zig <laughs> finds Grace and he's like, have you seen Zoe? And she's like, no, why? And he's like, she's got something I need. And Grace says, the sleeves to your shirt. Yep. Which Love it. was great. Perfect. Thank you. Needed that. Needed that moment of levity in this really bleak episode and then he tells her about the drugs and vince and she's like go to your gang intervener and i'm also but he's like there's only so much that they can do and it's i don't know and then zoe goes to confront the journalists the same journalist lady from buzzline and i hate this journalist who's she, basically like sounds like you wanted it or like i don't remember what she says it was in that vein honestly i don't use this word a lot she's a fucking cunt yeah she is i hate her and then Zoe smashes her laptop on the ground, which I'm like, fucking go, girl. Good. I mean, get it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's not going to look great for her in the press, but she got dropped anyway. Fuck yeah. it. Just anarchy. Blow anyway. that shit up. Yeah. Just do it. Um, But then we're in court and Winston does not lie on the stand for Cause, miles because he's not stupid. Yep. And when they like get to like the when he gets when he tells about how like Zoe and Miles were like cuddling or whatever, Maya gets really mad and storms out. And again, Maya, not about you. Again, yeah, not about you. Also, I don't know. And then there, she's yelling at him, and she's like, "I can't wait around every time to pick up the pieces when you freak out." Blah blah blah. They get in another fight. They finally break up, hopefully for the last time. I don't give a shit. They're both so annoying together. I hate it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good riddance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Zoe is on a bus. 
Is she on the school bus yet? Yeah, she's in, she's like sitting on the floor in the back of the school bus. And it looks like she's contemplating overdosing on pills. And then Zig finds her and he's here to help and talk her down. And I feel like they're talking about like her friends. And I'm like, fucking Frankie and Keisha are shit friends, Zoe. Drop them. They they're suck. terrible. And... Zig is I mean, far be it from so me good. to defend them, but also it's tricky when they're babies. Yeah. When you're babies, babies and your friend is going through a thing and you, again, poor education and you, I mean, don't get me wrong. And they're bad friends. Bad societal stick. They're bad so, friends, but yeah. we do live in this society that is just full of rape culture. Yeah. So they, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a whole thing. They're being shit friends to her. In this present moment. To be fair, I think, but also, I think that if this episode took place in 2019, these girls would be acting differently. I think that there is more widespread information and people understand things a little bit better, especially like younger people. Like we call them babies, but they're also like babies however many years ago before this was like really a part of like the vernacular and like people like were really having open honest conversations about this that's very true like i think the me too movement changed a lot of things definitely and And even like episodes like this one exactly or like the ones about this storyline yeah so I, i i think that 14 year olds in 2019 would be having a very different conversation a very different reaction and they know better than to blame the victim that's very true and also, I feel like in like be- after in like post Me Too like era, women are kind of confronting the pitting women against women mm-hmm. culture. That's definitely a part of that. Yeah, that it, that is another factor that is would be much much different. That's um, why whenever someone's like, I wish I lived in this other generation, I'm like, listen, a lot of stuff is really bad about 2019. But can we just admit, like, how far we've come in, like, our understanding and tolerance of yeah. other people, at <laughs> least in, like... Generally. At least generally, at least, like, within many social circles. Yeah. Yeah. There's still a long way to go. On certain sides of the aisle, is all I'm saying. Certain bubbles. Um, But Zig is... Being an amazing support. Zick is great. I'm like, I'm so proud of how far Zick has gone. I don't remember what, when this came up, but I think he says something like no one dresses to be a victim and I love him and he's talking her down and it's great. It's really good. I'm all about it. Um, and then, then we're back in court and Becky's on the stand and she fucking brings up those videos. Hell yeah. She burns this whole thing to the ground I and I it. never loved her more. And the prosecution, the, so the prosecution or not the prosecution. Yeah. The prosecution is uh, talking to her. I can't remember court lingo at this moment interviewing her and she brings up the videos and he, he Zoe's lawyer looks so fucking happy. She's like, Please describe it. Please describe like every moment of this video we weren't supposed to talk about. Yeah. And she's dropping a bombshell. And, and then she drops the additional bombshell because I, I think because now the defense oh, yeah. attorney comes up and the defense attorney is like, how long was the video? And she's like, I don't know, three or four minutes. And she's like, so 
she could have given consent before the video. And Becky was like, but she didn't. And the defense attorney was like, how, how do, do you know, know that? Meh, meh, meh. I'm an asshole. And Becky <laughs> was like, because Luke told me this morning, boom, motherfucker. Drop yep. the mic. Get out of there. Yep. Love it. Go, Becky. I punched my fist in the air when this happened. <laughs> I'm so happy. And then, oh, yeah, Zoe wasn't there originally, but then she comes in and like as they're making their closing statements, but she's given a chance to speak and she makes a very inspirational speech about how like they need to convict because if I think she says, if you don't convict them, you're saying I deserved it. If you don't convict them, you're saying that like boys and girls everywhere who go through the same thing deserve it and And she talks about she's she basically is like you know i've made a lot of mistakes i'll make a lot more i'm not a perfect person i still didn't deserve this yeah and it's great it's really good because that's that's another thing with this situation it's like if you have that's the other thing why zoe is so fucking brave for putting this to trial because the uh, the thing with having even kind of a reputation is that everything that you say they'll just turn against you turn against you that your entire life will turn against you the odds of getting a conviction are basically nothing yeah and i don't want to discourage people from coming forward because i always think that you should come forward but i'm just saying it's challenging yeah and it's like things will never change if you don't come forward like it's because of really brave people like zoe that the more people come forward and are able to at least share their story and to share, to just at least show how frequently this happens. Like that's exactly what happened with me too. It creates like a ripple effect and more people feel more comfortable to at least come forward and like speak their truth. So we can at least like have this be in the public consciousness and have this be a conversation that doesn't just go away after like the media has covered it and is done with it. So, and I feel like the speech was also very cathartic for Zoe, and it was great. Um, And Zig is there, and he's supporting her. And she gives him money to pay off the gang, which is also nice. I don't know. I love their new friendship. Me too. And then we get to the fucking verdicts, and they are guilty for distributing child pornography. So happy we had that in there. Even though we didn't have the videos, I was confused by that. But but they did have photos that went that's around, That's true. Too. They also had photos. I'm like, I'm glad we're not... For- this is the first time, I think, in Degrassi history that we've addressed the fact that this is child pornography and someone's being held accountable for distributing child pornography. Yeah. Um, and also guilty for sexual assault. Boom. Bye. Fucking... Deal with your consequences. Hell yeah. Um, and this was another fist punch in yeah. the air moment. Yeah. And then, but Becky is also heartbroken because it's, she's still, she's, Becky's in a lose-lose situation. Yeah, but she did the right thing. And then she like hugs her mom and she's like, we'll get through this. And then her mom's like, I don't know if we can. Yeah. Which is a fucking bummer. Yeah. And then Zoe is alone in the courtroom and she walks to the middle and she turns around, she closes her eyes and Tristan takes a photo 
and she's just like reveling in her moment and he's like should i tweet this and she's like no this moment's just for me it was great it was so good i think i cried <laughs> it was <laughs> or at so least I good teared up. i definitely teared up it was so good and it was the most satisfying it ending. was a very very satisfying ending to this up to this horrible thing that happened but that is the end of the episode Spirit Squad Captain of Zoe. Arizona, Zoe. <laughs> Zoe and Becky tie. Yeah, true. Um, do we want to do a ship? No. No. <laughs> no, no one gets shipped in this episode. No, ever. No, no. Um, all right. Oh, no, wait. The BuzzFeed lady and my foot. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. And grapevine. All right. We got a couple emails. Um, I want to shout out Diamond, uh, who sent us a very nice email um, that's mostly complimentary. So we're not going to read it aloud, but um, <laughs> we did just want to say hi and thank you, and that meant a lot to us. Thank you. Um, and then we have an email from Carla called Fight Game, and she says, Hi, Helen and Kelsey. I've been thinking about how a lot of the season 13 slash 14 generation have counterparts with the original Next Generation characters. So out of the counterparts, who do you think would win in a fight? Here are the parents I came up with. Some of them are well-matched and some just kind of follow the same archetype. All right. So we're going down a list. We're going to say who we think can win in a fight. So yes. is it, are we going physical fight? I'm going to say... Like celebrity death match? <laughs> I'm going to say whatever feels right in the moment. Okay. Just gut reaction. Gut whatever reaction. Whatever you think fight means with these pairings. Okay. First one, Emma versus Claire. Emma. Yeah. 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 Manny versus Allie. Manny. Manny. Do you not remember her <laughs> fight with Paige? Paige versus Zoe. Paige. Paige. Uh, Marco versus Tristan. Tristan. Yeah, Tristan is a little more ruthless. <laughs> Truly. Um, Marco's a sweet boy. Ashley versus Maya. Maya? Did you say Maya? Yeah. Craig versus Eli. Craig. Yeah. Sean versus Zig. Sean. Honestly, I think that I think it could be a tie. Although Sean Sean's deafened those, the guy. Sean deafened the guy. And he also has those like military muscles now. That's true. Okay. So Sean got it. Um, Jimmy versus Dallas. Dallas. Jimmy was always skinny. Yeah, that's true. And, and Dallas not really is a like, fighter. Dallas is like a. He's big like time muscly. hockey guy and yeah. he's muscly. Um JT versus Miles. This is an odd They're pairing. just going to slap each other. Yeah. <laughs> they're both equally weak. It's like the episode of Friends. Like they're just be they'll be sitting in a like an arm wrestle position like stagnant. Yeah. <laughs> um Toby versus Winston. Toby, he wrestled, remember? Oh yeah. <laughs> Ellie versus Imogen. Ellie. Ellie. Yeah. I don't see Imogen as a fighter. That's true. Liberty versus Becky. Liberty. Yeah. Spinner versus Drew Spinner. Yeah. And, and then she says, I had a lot of trouble matching these two up with anyone until I remembered that they both start off as bullies and have a lot of character development and have romance with so many girls. That's uh, true. How did Spinner pull that off? Spinner fucking pulled. He doesn't get hot until the very end. <laughs> Although I will, I think I have admitted this. I did definitely have a crush on him in season three when he had his like curly hair. I don't know why, but I definitely did in middle school because that was like the look. That's hilarious. I love that so much. <laughs> um, 
but I don't fucking. But he was also terrible in season yeah. three too. He was always when he was dating Paige. Yeah. Um, but thank you. That was a very fun email. Yes. Oh, she the, she ends it with after looking up the OG characters to match them. I'm definitely now going to. I'm now going back and watching from the start again. Godspeed. Thank you, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Carla. Um, we also got an email from Ava. Uh, it says, dating apps in high school. Hi, guys. I'm catching up on the podcast, so this response is a little late. To your question about high school students using dating apps, I'm in high school and no one uses them. There aren't any that exist for people under 18 anyway, which makes sense. Yes. So everyone kind of meets each other through a friend of a friend. Drew is 18 or 19 because he's a super senior, so I guess he could use a young adult dating app. Does <laughs> that exist? I don't know. But... I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, keep it in 2009. Um, but the girl he met up with is 17 because she isn't a super senior. I don't remember when, but at one point the show mentions a fake app called Tinder, which would probably be invaded by creepy people. That's a yeah. really great point. Yeah. That's like a pedophile's dream. Honestly. Truly. Anyway, while I'm here, I have a question. What are your least favorite ships from the show? Uh, Maya and Miles. <laughs> There's one. Claire and Drew. Oh, God, so Top stupid. Claire and Drew. Emma and Spinner. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, Manny and... Uh, Manny and Spinner. Manny and Spinner was weird. But I was going to say Manny and... Oh, fuck, what was his name? Oh, the theater guy? No. <laughs> no, the guy from, like, season three. Sully. Oh, Manny yeah. and Sully. I'm like, what is his name? Manny and the theater guy. Ellie and her editor. Uh Caitlin and Ellie's editor. <laughs> Caitlin and Ellie's editor. Anyone with a teacher. Yeah. Literally. Caitlin anything. and Kevin Smith. Caitlin and Kevin Smith. <laughs> we have so many that we hate. Um, also, I would just like to say that I know I'm I'm relieved to hear that high schoolers are not on dating apps, but I did meet my second ever boyfriend on MySpace. So that's a thing. I don't know oh. why my parents were like, sure, meet up with a stranger. <laughs> God, that was also MySpace was very much like stranger danger. Don't meet up with people you don't know. Yeah, well, it it was like extenuating circumstances. Like we, it, his cousin went to my school. That sounds really made up, but is actually true. Like to the point where like he and his family went to my eighth grade graduation, and like we saw each other. Like that's it just happened to just blossom over MySpace. I mean, it was a different time when that was probably a very common thing. Yeah, it was 2005, man. Yeah. Anything goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 2005. Oh, 2005. Um, all right. Well, I think that's uh, all. Yeah. And, but then she says, love the podcast. Ava Hart. Thank you, Ava. Thank you, Ava. That was very nice. And also, I feel like now I'm cool with the youth because high schoolers listen to our podcast. God, they're so young. Were you born? You were born after the year 2000 if you're in high school. Yes. That's terrifying. Wow. But I will say I do have faith in the youth of our country because God knows the adults are terrible. God damn it. Anyway, that's all the grapevine that we have. Um, If you'd like to be featured in a few... If you'd like to be featured in a future grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod. We're on Instagram at DegrassiPod. Uh, you can email us at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us pretty much anywhere, but if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you'd write your review and subscribe, that'd be super cool. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsex with a Z at the end. And Holland, what do you want to recommend to the humans? 
Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Watch the last season or watch it at all if you haven't. It's all out now and it's very, very good. Um, I'm going to recommend a specific episode of a specific podcast because it does pertain to this episode. Um, so I've recommended Ologies several times. It's a science podcast hosted by Ali Ward. It's amazing. It's usually very light and fun and even like the darker episodes, like she makes things kind of fun. This episode, less light. But um, so she did an episode a few weeks ago, I think, on victimology. Ooh. And it is um, a really refreshing spin on like the true crime craze. And this is like coming from a person who does like genuinely love true crime. Mm -hmm. Like I fall asleep to Law and Order SVU, (laughs) which some people think is insane. And I think I just appreciate a formula. Um but it's really good and the per- and she interviews a different scientist for each episode and the specific victimologist that she's talking to is actually the person who put Brock Turner in the textbook next to rapist oh fuck yeah it, it's her textbook like she wrote the textbook yeah. so she got to pick the art so she used his mugshot like in her textbook definition, definition of, of a rapist, rapist. nice She's, she's kind of my hero. <laughs> and it does make you, like, rethink the way that you, like, absorb that kind of media. Because, like, yeah, no, there's not, like, enough focus on the victim. Yeah. And what that does to a person. And, you know, and don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love true crime podcasts. I like true crime comedy podcasts, which I know don't really make sense. But they're great. But this was, like, just a very refreshing way of looking at things and really, like, humanizing yeah. These victims who are going through horrible traumas. And it's bleak, but really good. And I feel like it relates to what we just did here. So, yeah. Listen to the victimology episode of Ologies. Sounds good. Um, all right. Well, that is all that we have for you guys today. Um, thank you, as always, to Jay for our wonderful theme song. And thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. <laughs>